There are two games to go on the Bruins. In the driver's seat for the President's Trophy, best point total in the NHL. And Pierre Maguire joins us on the AT&T Hotline. Pierre, Mutton Lou, how are you? I'm doing very well, Mutton. Nice to visit you there. Hello, Lou. Hey, Pierre. So you had a, you were part of a, a Stanley Cup team there in 91 uh, with Pittsburgh. They were not a President's Cup team. But I'm curious, Pierre, you get down here, a uh, President's Trophy team, but you get down towards the end of the year, and in games that don't matter now, the Bruins have struggled. And I'm having a hard time caring that the Bruins are losing games that don't matter to them. How do you view this last couple of weeks of the Bruins have scuffled here a little bit? It's not so much about winning and losing. You want to see some positive things in your game, whether it's coming from behind, whether it's having a few good penalty kills, some good power play situations, uh, making sure your defensive players are obviously stepping up and doing what they want to do. It's more about situational coaching. I went through it in 91. I went through it in 92. Uh, Both teams won the Cup. Uh, The 91 team was probably a dark horse in that uh, era, but the 92 team, a lot of people expected them to win. And the 93 team, and I was in heart for them, but the 93 team won the President's Trophy and then lost in a seven-game series to the New York Islanders. So you can never really tell. The most important thing, though, is you want to be playing well situationally going in, especially when you're in a situation like the Bruins are, where you're one of the top teams, if not the top team in the league. Yeah, I can't help but look at the standings, Pierre, and just think that the, the Bruins are just kind of toying with this thing right now. I mean, they're... St. Louis, they're in competition with the President's Cup. They might actually lose their division. They're trying to hold on to the lead. The Bruins resting guys left and right. I got uh, Sean Thornton on power plays, and they're kind of walking mm-hmm. away with this President's Cup. No, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, this is where you put yourself in a position you know, where you can rest guys that you choose to rest. You can experiment with some different things offensively, defensively, matchup-wise. You don't want to get players hurt, obviously. You want to make sure they're high-octane going into the playoffs. But that's exactly right. What you just said uh, is really important to remember. The Bruins have put themselves in this position where they can afford to experiment and still maintain a lot of their organizational integrity just because of how well they've played all year long. Now you say situationally, right, and trying to get your team focused. I thought Claude did that, Pierre. not sure if you saw the comments, but you know, he basically said there are some nights you're disappointed in your team. Tonight was one of them. He did not like the effort last night. I took that as he's trying to publicly remind them, hey, the playoffs are going to start next week. We can't play like this. Yeah, but you didn't see him single out anybody. It was all about the team. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's part of that, too. And it's a back-to-back. You played the night before in Minnesota. Uh, you got an emotional team on home ice. People don't know how hard it is to play in Winnipeg because they haven't been there that long. But Winnipeg's a real tough building to play in. The home team usually plays a little bit bigger and a little bit faster. And they're just playing footloose and fancy-free right now because they've been eliminated from the playoffs for over 10 days. But I like what Claude said, and I respect him a lot. I think Claude has done a fantastic job with this group this year in particular just because they haven't experienced a Stanley Cup final hangover that a lot of teams do, whether you win it or whether you lose it. A lot of teams still experience that hangover. Boston basically hasn't experienced anything. You know, we asked you a while back ago, maybe a couple of weeks back, about a team in the East that, you know, other than Boston, maybe other than Pittsburgh, who would you be concerned about? You mentioned Philadelphia. Lately, they've been struggling a lot. The Bruins might face them in that first round. Is something going on with Philadelphia lately? No, I mean, it's just, again, it's one of those fatigue things. If you look at where they came from and look to where they are now, a lot of people had them out of the playoffs the first 15 games of the year just because it was so bad. They got their coach fired, Peter Laviolette. They brought in Craig Berube. There was a learning curve for Berube. And one of their best players, if not their best player, Claude Drew, was having a terrible start to the year. Um, they had some goaltending issues that they needed to iron out. They found a way to do that with Steve Mason. 
Um, they went out and were really aggressive at the trade deadline. They added, you know, a player in Andrew McDonald who's been very solid for them. But I think more than anything else, it's just they, they've now clinched. Um, they're they're probably just had to overachieve so much. There was probably a fatigue factor that set in a little bit with them. But they've also had a very difficult schedule in terms of quality opponents. Pierre McGuire, NBC Sports, is joining us. So you you basically broke the story here with us a couple of weeks ago that Dennis Seidenberg was going to try to make a comeback of it. Not sure if you saw it, but the Boston Herald, Steve Conroy, been on the beat for a long time, had sources mm-hmm. tell him that Seidenberg didn't skate with the team, Pierre. They were on the road, and he was out there with Adam McQuaid skating by himself. How important is that when you to, on the comeback route, when you hear that from a player, uh, how important is it? Have you heard anything new on the return of Dennis Seidenberg to this team? Just that they really think there's a potential. I didn't say he definitely will, but there's a potential there for him to come back because he's been so aggressive with his training. And the Bruins do this about as well as any team in the league in terms of rehabbing players and getting them back. And the guys really, especially Dennis, he's such a solid athlete and he's such a competitive person that it doesn't surprise me that he did everything in his power to try to come back. I really have huge respect for that. Um, Listen, he, would he help? Absolutely. But you do not want to rush this player back. You have to make sure that it's signed off on by the doctors. And if it's not signed off on, then you, you can't put him in the lineup. But if it's signed off on, boom, put him in. And as a follow-up, the guy that people have talked about here the last couple of days, Pierre, is Rafi Torres, who had an ACL mm-hmm. injury, came back in about four, four and a half months, played five games, and then had mm-hmm. to go back and was injured again. Was that, was that because of that same ACL? Did he come back too soon? They had to put, pump, the, pump the brakes on his return so he can get 100% healthy. That's one of the real uh, role model kind of injuries for that situation, that player that you pay attention to. That's why I said you don't put that player back in until a doctor says, yeah, he's ready to go and there'll be no residual effect. It's a lot like what Pittsburgh's done with Christopher Letang, who experienced a stroke this year. The doctors have given so many different sign-offs on this just to make sure he can come back and play. I did the game the other night when they beat Detroit in overtime, and he played. And you could see as the game went along, he got more and more comfortable. But unless you have 100% sign-off by all your doctors, there's no way you tamper with this player's career. Well, Pierre, you, know, you, look at, you look at the East, and you see Pittsburgh, and obviously they're there. But when I look at that Western Conference, again, as I mentioned earlier, St. Louis, they, they're going to struggle to win, win their division now with Colorado. Anaheim's got the most points over there. You're looking at those teams. Is that just loaded? Is that going to be that conference, that side of the bracket, just going to be amazing to watch? Yeah, I really believe it will be. Just the parity is so great. Blue in the West, number one. Number two, Anaheim's starting to play better. I was really concerned about them, but they're starting to bounce back. They have more of their defensive identity that they lost for a little while. They're playing a brilliant young player by the name of John Gibson. I know I talked to you men about him before. He's a kid out of Pittsburgh that played major junior hockey in Canada. He's been playing in the American Hockey League this year. He helped the United States win a gold medal last year at the World Junior Hockey Championships in Ufa, Russia. He's the real deal. Um, he's been playing. He's been playing well. It reminds me a lot of Ken Dryden in 1971. I hate to bring up bad memories for the Bruins fans, but mm. what Dryden did for the Canadians going against the Bruins in 71. I, it's John Gibson could potentially do this for Anaheim. Chicago's going to be really tough. They're getting Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tate back there. They got Johnny Oduya back. Uh, and Jeremy Morin's a brilliant young player. Uh, from Skinny Atlas in New York, and he's, he's done a fantastic job for them of late. So Chicago's going to be tough. Uh, the West is a bear. It's just it's nasty out in the West. It really is. Pierre, win or lose, the Bruins, uh, let's say, it you know, doesn't matter who they play in the first round, but if they win, uh, they would get the winner of the Montreal-Tampa series. I saw right. where Ben Bishop, their Vesna guy, tra- candidate, who's been so good yeah. for them in net this year, 
he's going to miss the regular season. What do you hear about his injury? Is that something that could affect him in the postseason? How would it affect Tampa's chances in your mind? Well, if they don't have Ben Bishop, it's really a big problem for them. That being said, I, this is all precautionary. And Ben Bishop, the MRI was negative. From what I understand, he should be good to go. It's an upper body, not a lower body, so it's not really going to affect his lateral mobility. Um, it doesn't affect his arms, which is good news for them. It's more shoulder, maybe even rib cage situation. He'll have to deal with some pain. But as I was told that the, the MRI was negative, there's no long-term potential for damage if he goes in and plays. So it's more about pain management right now. And it does not affect his upper body, which or lower body, excuse me, which is good news for him. You know, some of us around here in Boston are still still entertained by John Tortorella because I do. I, I'm entertained by the man, Pierre. But what's what's the future for Torts out in Vancouver? He's going to be wealthy. I mean, they owe four more years, <laughs> right? At, at Two million dollars a year, so he's got a really good financial future. I know that. Um, and he got paid handsomely this year as well. It was a five-year deal at, uh, for $10 million combined over the course of the deal. Um, I don't know because obviously Trevor Linden's gone in there. I have to think Trevor's going to look at everything. He's going to do major debriefs with a lot of the top players there uh, and then feel the coaching situation. Uh, usually when you have a change of this magnitude in an organization with a new president and potentially uh, a new general manager, uh, usually that means that the coach that's there probably doesn't have a long shelf life left. Do you think Trevor Linden was the right move to make with the face of the franchise there in Vancouver, Pierre? At this time it is, and I'll tell you why. Apathy was starting to set into their marketplace, and I think I spoke to you guys about that three weeks ago, and it's been problematic because they've started their season ticket drive and they weren't getting nearly the same kind of residual results as they've had in the past. So. They need to do something to stimulate their fan base. And I think what this has accomplished to date, anyways, it's got people talking about the team. They're feeling better about the team. This is a team that grossly underachieved this year. And so I think in the short term, it's really done some good things. Long term, it's hard to say because I think Trevor deserves a chance. But he better surround himself with some really capable veteran hockey people. If he doesn't, and I'm not sure long-term this does a good thing, but short-term it's worked out very, very well. Pierre, last one for me. The next time we talk to you, the playoffs will already be underway. So as a guy who's, who's now – you've been on the bench before, now you're between the bench. You, you, <laughs> what's the biggest difference between the, the hockey we'll see this weekend and the hockey that will start Wednesday, the NHL of playoff variety? In your mind, what is the biggest difference between the two? The overall physical intensity of each and every shift. Uh, there's a lot of physical intensity over the course of a 60-minute NHL game, but over the course of a 60-minute playoff game, it's completely different. Every single time there's a matchup at the point of attack, and the point of attack obviously is where the puck is, it's always involving a physical play. It's not just a stick check or a brush by. It is physical. It's really tough. It's nasty, and it's a ton of fun. The energy in the buildings is just electrifying be a lot of fun. A couple of games left for the Bruins this weekend, trying to wrap up the President's Trophy and then the playoffs. Likely will it's Thursday, Saturday, where they will get underway against uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, or Columbus. Mm-hmm. Pierre, as always, enjoy the final week of the regular season. Look forward to talking to you once the playoffs get going next week. Fantastic visiting with you, gentlemen. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take All right, care, Pierre. Lou. Bye, Mutt. See, See you. Bye. That's uh, Pierre McGuire. He's the best. He joins us here on the AT&T Hotline.